No, don't don't go away. Don't get out of here. Keep it tuned here because you're listening to WMSC's Local Live. Joseph Huber is our guest tonight. Joined here by Cal Roach. My name is Aaron Wolf. Uh, maybe you're driving to Chill on the Hill tonight. Maybe you have us on a radio, you're sitting on a blanket in Humboldt Park. Why not? Yeah, we've got a treat for you though. <laughs> so while you're while you're listening, wherever you are, um, we've got Joe Huber in his his latest lineup. Yes, indeed, we've got Joe on guitar, vocals, and uh, kick drum. We've got Jason Lovell on fiddle and Eston Bennett on upright bass and backing vocals. And uh, Joe just put out The Suffering Stage back in April, his newest, I believe it's his fourth album, and uh, he's also playing the Blue Ox Music Festival in Eau Claire this weekend. I'm sorry, it looks like he has his two sets at Blue Ox on Saturday, June 10th at 11 a.m. and 12.30 p.m., so if you're heading on up there... Don't miss his sets. Um, Joe Huber, f- for both of us, you know, we first knew him from his former band, mm-hmm. um, 357 String Band, and once they broke up, Joe, as a solo musician, was a really nice thing to have as as a fill-in uh, to, you know, replace that, that little bit of vacancy that the band left. Uh, Joe played banjo primarily in that band for six, nearly seven years. And he's more of a guitar harmonica guy now. And he also plays uh, foot percussion. So he's like uh, pretty much a one-man band. Um, And now he's got uh, an official three-piece, as we mentioned. He's got Jason on fiddle and Eston on upright bass and backing vocals. And um, I really think this newer three-piece expands the sound. It lends a uh, more full, relaxed experience and this new album, The Suffering Stage, seems a bit somber, but his heartfelt lyricism really never drags anything down. Yeah, very true. There's uh, there's some good messages on the album, and uh, I feel like Joe kind of... Uh, I mean, 357 was kind of... They, they really were before um, sort of that Americana explosion, like, and, and the, even since they've broken up, like, I, I still don't know of another band that incorporated bluegrass in like a modern sense that I've, that I've found that I really liked better. And, uh, Joe, there's still that element in a lot of the stuff that he does nowadays, but he's branched out into a lot of different, uh, like folk and country styles. And, uh, I think he's, he's really showcasing a lot of different, like his versatility, especially on this new album. So, uh, yeah, I think actually solo, I've only seen him as the one man band thing. I've never seen him play with other people since 357. So this will be cool. Looking forward to it very much, and you guys are going to really enjoy this, too, I know. Well, yeah, it's been a second since we've had him on. We have had him on in the past. Yes, And the last time it was just Joe. So, yeah, I'm excited right now to uh, have you hear him in all his three-piece glory. But first, we're going to thank those who make Local Live on WMSC possible each and every week. We'll be right back. WMSC's Local Live is supported by Club Garibaldi. Located at 2501 South Superior Street in Bayview. Open seven days a week, Club Garibaldi serves burgers, hot wings, and more. And features live music weekly. For more information and Club Garibaldi's live music events, visit clubgaribaldi.com. And big thanks to everyone at Club Garibaldi for supporting WMSC's Local Live. And now we bring you... 
music of Joseph Huber here on WMSE.
How's it going, everybody, out there in local live land? I'm Joseph Huber. I'm in the studio with Jason Lovell here and Eston Bennett playing with me, playing some new songs from a new album we got called The Suffering Stage. We got one more for you. We're going to take a little break for an interview. But thank you so much for listening in. We'll play a little gambling song for you. This one's called 1610.
Stop and listen. WMSC's acclaimed weekly segment, Local Live, is now available as a free downloadable podcast, conveniently side-by-side with all of your favorite music podcasts over at iTunes. Listen to each week's edition of Local Live after it happens every Tuesday night and absorb some of Milwaukee and Wisconsin's most creative, complex, and charismatic music, stories, and personalities. Go to iTunes and type in WMSE to find Local Live as a podcast, along with other great WMSE podcasts, including The Disclaimer and Trap Set with Joe Wong. WMSC is thrilled to once again join the Bayview Neighborhood Association in sponsoring Chill on the Hill. Kicking off on Tuesday, June 6th at 6 p.m. with Funk Soul Extravaganza D'Amato. The Bayview High School Drumline and Parkside Drumlines will open, so grab a blanket and a spot on the lawn to hear some great music. The evening starts at 6 p.m. For more information on Chill on the Hill's lineup, go to wmsc.org slash calendar. Lady, you engage me, but enslave me with your love. And you raise me with the cage you put around my perimeter. Hi, this is John Doe. And Xene of X. Of X. And you're listening to WMSE. 91.7 FM. Milwaukee. Drink beer. Alrighty, we are back in the WMC Studio A. We have Joe Huber and his uh, group in tow. How are you guys all doing? Doing very well. Good. Thanks for having us down here. Of course. Yeah, we're excited that you have a, looks like a busy summer ahead of you. A little bit. We yeah. wanted to make sure to get you in here before that all happens. Yes. Yeah. We got uh, the Blue Ox Festival coming up this weekend. We're playing on Saturday. We are the earliest slot, so, but we're happy to be part of it. Yeah. Certainly. It's real cool. Yep. I've heard good things about that festival. This will be my first time, but Eston has been there. Mm-hmm couple times in the past already one time one time yeah yeah playing or just attending no as a patron oh, okay <laughs> it's fun what yeah can I say? cool it's, it's the same grounds as the eau claire festival right i or think it, so yeah. it might be and then it's just a one week apart something like that yeah yeah, yeah there's a lot going on up there then holy man tourism <laughs> yes <laughs> <laughs> eau claire is bustling yeah <laughs> okay so um I wanted to ask because I was thinking about like you, you know, making the transition from kind of a more of a punk background to country, and I was thinking about like the first time I remember hearing that was kind of like Mike Ness when he'd put out that country album, and but then I, you Under start thinking about it, yeah, yeah, and uh, <laughs> but there's actually a ton of different ba- like artists that have gone from punk to country, and there's all the all kinds of crossover, and I was wondering what you think about like. Why is that? Why is there so much crossover between those two genres? Um, uh, let's see. Well, not a lot of people have a lot of money. You don't need to put a lot of money into it to uh, start a folk band or a punk band. True. Use the crappiest instrument that you can find. You start with that, and if you can't play your instrument, it doesn't matter. You just start with it and get as far as you can. Maybe that's why uh, uh, 357 was seen as a kind of a punk rock version of bluegrass, it's because we played them in such a terrible, terrible way when we started <laughs> and slowly got better that we went from being a punk bluegrass band to uh, maybe just uh, our own sound a little bit, but we got better and defined our own ways of playing, but when you start anyone can pick up an instrument and just start playing it and you know you can call that punk rock or folk music I guess. Three chords in the truth. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Not everyone can take classical violin lessons and uh, stick with it for 20 years before they you know, can start that or, you know, make it to the top of the orchestra. 
Yeah. <laughs> were you? Uh, what kind of music were you surrounded by as a kid? Like, was it more more punk type? Journey. Journey. Sticks. Oh, so that's nothing. Um, really. Yeah, Sticks was my first concert. Uh, a lot of seven inches in the basement of uh, Steve Winwood, and uh, no, it was a lot of pop music. I grew up around a lot of pop music, so um, I remember when I started listening to even like. Bob Dylan or Paul Simon or the Hank Williams in, in my uh, later teen years and my dad's like ah, I don't like any of that stuff like my, my dad seems to like all the things that most people think are kind of cheesy or something and then he's, he's yeah. so it's like I had to re- rebel against what most people naturally might rebel against <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it was pretty easy to not want to listen to Journey all the time so yeah I, I guess I found it when folk music and, and country and punk rock in my teens and well, it seemed a an, an easy re- to thing to rebel against the music that my folks were listening to. So pop music. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, you must have grown up in the eighties. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you're also an artist, woodworking specifically. Um, were you more into art or music growing up as a young person? Probably music. Yeah. I don't. Uh, my art never really excelled beyond the simple doodling. I I do. I still do some painting. And I, I'm a pretty good painter, like portrait painter, uh, but still, I, I, it's a thing that I have to sit down and really take my time with. It's not naturally natural to me, in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. You know, um, some people can just sit down and sketch a face and you're, of the person in front of them, and it's it's just like, well, obviously that's them. Um, and me, it's very, a very meticulous, time-consuming thing, and in the end, it looks pretty darn good. But it's it's a uh, you know, something that I do so little that I haven't honed a natural skill to constantly be to be doing it automatically. You know, it's not automatic, but uh, I would say I focus more on music as much as I can these days. And as things are looking on the up and up, I'm trying to do it more and more and focus on music as the main thing now. So, yeah, it's probably <clears throat> easier to channel your energy towards one objective. Certainly, yeah. Someone just wrote an article where, where they were saying I was doing music more of a part-time thing. And I was just like, well, I, just, I don't really think of it like that. I still consider it like my, my first passion and the thing that I do, even though I do other things. Yeah. You know, I don't, I don't want people to think I'm just putting half effort into it or something. <laughs> you know, I right. sit home and do this all the time. Yeah, because so. I was going <laughs> to ask, too. My follow-up question was, have you fired up any other hobbies or projects since you lightened your tour a little bit? Um, well, the woodworking thing has taken over a certain point, but I still think I'm definitely considering myself more of a musician as the main uh, creative course that I'm taking, certainly, yeah. Cool. So as other things have sort of wound down to a standard pace of pumping out maybe so many limited pieces a year mm-hmm. of stuff I decide to take on. Okay. Know, so. so, like, since... Th- 357 broke up how has your vision sort of changed for like what you were going to how you envision your solo career as as far as a musician goes or has it basically been the same the whole time um i see it's gotten better yeah much better and it's taken off more than i would have thought before um i guess when i when i wound down from 357 i really didn't have a solid vision of musically what I was going to do. Um, I, what I wanted to do was certainly put out and just record albums and play so many shows a year. And then uh, as uh, when uh, Muddy Roots uh, wanted to put out another uh, song uh, album on their label, 
and uh, and I, I found out that when I went to this festival that there was enough people that uh, wanted to continue to listen to the stuff and really enjoyed it and uh, uh, kind of moved up and up on the list of people I was playing before and these old country stars and bluegrass stars that I was had been listening to since I was a teenager and going, okay, people are taking this very seriously and I, I, I always have, but to, I should really double down on this in terms of the effort I'm going to put into songwriting. And uh, So I would say it was probably somewhere after the Tongues of Fire album, that second album, that I was like, okay, people really like this and I love doing it. So it's a mutual thing that's going both ways. Why not, you know, why not try the best that I possibly can? Certainly. Kind of go all in at that point. Yeah, 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 certainly. Probably after the Tongues of Fire album. That was a a point of uh, something just happened. Yeah. So how did you set about feeling comfortable with being the main lyricist when you, you know, got past that Tongues of Fire EP or even just when you were first starting out because you, you know, never had to completely, you know, put your creative uh, writings out there, you know? Um, Must be. Some people know, might balk at it. <laughs> it just kind of came naturally, I guess. I, um, I guess uh, I really had no honed-in style in 357 and all that. When I look back on it, and I was really kind of grappling with what I was going for. And by the time we split up, I think me and Derek's writing styles were so dramatically different yeah. that it kind of made sense for us to go in different directions at that point. Um, so, and also just being comfortable on stage, having these guys next to me, that helps too. <laughs> Getting a, b- yeah. a band behind you after you go solo again, suddenly you're just like, okay, and this is the full sound that I was going for. So that makes me comfortable and that makes me confident uh, in our sound. So yeah, definitely having Eston Bennett and Jason Lovell certainly helps. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you've had uh, your your own home studio basically ever since you started the solo thing, right? Yeah, I moved up from the uh, the walk-in closet to the full bedroom. That's <laughs> as far as I got, but I'm still doing it there. And, uh, you know, kind of every time you put out an album, you find a couple more different things to make things sound a little bit better. So it's definitely been a learning process and seeking out, uh, you know, different tricks from various people along the path to, you know, make a studio sound come out of a be- your side bedroom, you know. And I think it's worked. It's gotten a lot better. And uh, who have been some of your mentors in that uh, in that process? Well, Justin Perkins, who masters yeah. my album, certainly has thrown me a line or two. Certainly, he's probably the main one. He's uh, he's very patient with me. I can tell you that much. After you throw it, you know, your fourth time mastering at him, and he's probably extremely angry with you, but he gets it. <laughs> he's very calm. So. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Have you uh, thought about branching out into like producing other people from your studio, or is that uh, further down the road? Maybe? Um, I might almost be there because uh, I got a buddy from my hometown in New London, Wisconsin, and I'm working on it, helping him out with a project and filling out some stuff. Where uh, um, I'm, you know, trying to fill out as best I can because I've I've been playing drums lately too, and I pl- I'm able to play you know mandolin, banjo, fiddle, and guitar and harmonica and all these things that. Um, I can just mess with stuff and throw it in and see if he likes it and help him fill it out for a, certainly a reasonable price compared to uh, you know some of the places that uh, he had uh, he had mentioned. So I think I'm almost there. So I, I think I got I need to buy a few more things to make it really legit though. So my 
you know, if I if people come into my studio and just see a bunch of Afghans nailed to the wall, <laughs> they'd probably be like, well, I don't know if I trust this guy. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, that sounds like a nice atmosphere to yeah, me. Yeah, it's very cozy, I can tell you this. <laughs> so, um, I guess, when did, when did these folks, fine folks, join you? Obviously, you know, you mentioned... Um, I think Jason's been there about four, a little over four years. Mm-hmm. And Eston, uh, somewhere around three. Three. So, so it's been quite a while. It has mm-hmm. now. Okay. Yeah, has certainly. it been that long since we had you on? Uh, it was three years because Hanging Road was three years ago. So it's probably exactly that. All right. Yeah. All right. That's awesome. Uh, so, um, you know, aside from incorporating fiddle and upright more regularly, what did you do differently in the composition of the songs on the last record? Because we noticed a little bit of piano towards like the yeah. end as well. Um. I guess, I guess I was probably listening to different stuff. I was listening to more like 70s folk rock stuff. I grew up listening to all the 60s Jackson Brown albums and uh, Van Morrison and the band. So I wanted to uh, try, to, try to create some of those sounds on some of the songs, like uh, you know, uh, Sea of Night, the seventh song, has electric guitar on it. Our buddy Andrew Koenig uh, put a riff on that. And I just told him that I wanted the guitar to sound like Robbie Robertson on uh, It Makes No Difference you know, in that song. And he was like, well, it turns out that was my favorite song in high school, so I think I got that one. <laughs> so, you know, it's all these uh, certain songs. I just had different things in my mind at the time for that individual track and uh, have a more, uh, you know, filled-out vintage sound. And it was all just experimenting, and I think it turned out just turned out pretty good. But, uh, I mean, after... The Tongues of Fire album and Hanging Road albums are kind of like these sister albums that I, I just think I couldn't make another one just like those. You know, mm-hmm. just just do it just to do it different, you know? Yeah, see what you can accomplish. Yeah, <laughs> certainly. I know you, I read in an interview you talk a little bit about um, the title track, Suffering Stage, being a little bit about um, sort of not judging people, not being judgmental about people's... Yeah. Because you can't, you know, see what they're suffering, what's going on in their head or yeah, whatever. Yeah, what's behind their face. So, um, yeah, I try to have, yeah. like, the metaphor of the person's face being the stage, but what's going on behind it kind of thing. And, and you can't always tell these things, so just be a little empathetic and compassionate. That's, yeah, the general theme of that song. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Is, that, is that like a... Do you think that that's kind of... It's sort of a weird, politically divided time right now. I think people kind of need that message. Does that stem from like this, I think this, so. the it's current a, times it's a little a bit? Yeah. Current uh, atmosphere where these thoughts do certainly pop into your head, and you mm-hmm. try to come up with ways of of uh, of explaining it. That also, you know, don't just explain it to them, but hopefully evoke something. You know, hopefully uh, evokes an emotion and hit them on an emotional level where it maybe helps make a change in them versus trying to explain, um, you know, intellectually, like the economics of the something or the <laughs> social, you know, there's, there's a lot of ways to go about it. And sometimes a song can just go, yeah, I, maybe I need to lighten up a little bit and maybe I need to see it from another side. Yeah. The power of music. Yep. That's what I'm going for. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Well, before we send you back out there, I want to know how just how big of a deal in uh, your circle of bluegrass and folk music, how big of a deal is it to play Blue Ox Music Festival? Is it something that, you know, folk and bluegrass musicians, 
like really dote on playing, you know, every um, year? Well, the festival is fairly new, but it, it seems so uh, big from the first year that it that it came to Wisconsin, and mm-hmm. it's just like, oh, we got this in Wisconsin? Yeah. You know, I, I mean, most people would travel 12 to 14 hours in another state to see these bands and this type of atmosphere, and, and to have this right here is, I think it's certainly a big deal, and, and to have um, local groups from the area playing alongside of those national acts is can only be helpful to everyone there and uh, uh, the the fans the fans in the state the bands in the state so I think it's extremely important yeah certainly who else is playing fire off some well the nationals. well in terms of local stuff locals. it would be uh, Pert near Sandstone Dead Horses our buddies uh, in the horseshoes and hand horseshoes grenades. and hand grenades yeah. So all the well, these guys are taken off already. So, mm-hmm. um, but but it could also be from the, uh, uh, you know, time wise from the association of uh, getting on this festival and having uh, uh, the chance to be in a lot of in front of a lot of people, mm-hmm. along with these national acts. So, yeah, I think it's certainly important. I'm pretty stoked about it. <laughs> <laughs> and what else do you have lined up after uh, after Blue Ox? For the um, summer, another tour. We're going out west uh, uh, right after Blue Ox. Actually, we're going. Montana, Wyoming, Colorado, and Idaho, and uh, for about ten days. Um, I guess locally we got asked to do the uh, the Paps Block Party outside of Bernhardt's, so I was quite surprised by that. So I was just like, "Yes, absolutely," you know. <laughs> so uh, that's the on July first coming up, also very quick. So so it was a good time. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, cool. very cool. Sounds like you have a great summer ahead of you guys. I think so. I think well, so. I look stoked. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> it's awesome. All right. Well, you've got a couple more songs, uh, another little short set for us. Yeah. All right. Long any, songs, but short set. Yeah, yeah. Anything that you can tell us, backstory on these two songs? Uh, well, well, I'm going to play The Suffering Stage. We talked about that one. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the other one is Souls Without Maps. Um, is another one that has the more filled out sound. Having our buddy uh, Dustin Dobernig put uh, some piano on that one too. Uh, another extremely talented local musician. Um, and uh, yeah, that's about it. Just a couple long songs. <laughs> <laughs> it's about kind of like losing uh, losing your way. Uh, it's kind of growing up and not really agreeing with any philosophies that you're finding, and and not in just trying to find your own way. And hopefully finding another person to lean on along the way. And that's what that song's about. So, yeah, we'll do those two for you. All right. All right. Well, let's get you back out to the studio. Uh, once again, Joseph Huber uh, is going to be doing another set with his band. And we'll be right back with another set in just one moment. Don't go anywhere. WMSC is once again on deck to present the Milwaukee Boatline Concert Cruises. Tour around our magical city while catching a band from Milwaukee's incredibly vibrant music scene. On Friday, June 9th, indie alt band Young Giants perform. And on Saturday, June 10th, Americana band Maple Road. Enjoy a night of music on the lake and under the stars. For more information, please go to wmse.org slash calendar. (laughs) 
WMSC is proud to bring our listeners Local Live each and every Tuesday evening from 6 to 7 p.m. Local Live on WMSC is sponsored by Club Garibaldi and airs live from the Bob and Jeannie Performance Studio each week for one full hour. Each guest musician's diverse influences and insights are sandwiched in between those great and equally diverse and unscripted performances you've come to expect from local musicians hailing from Milwaukee and right next door. Hosted by WMSC Music Director Aaron Wolf and her co-host Cal Roach, Local Live is engineered by WMSC's Billy Cicerelli, who puts the shine on the audio that WMSC listeners have come to expect. Tune in each Tuesday at 6 p.m. for WMSC's Local Live. WMSC.org to stream live or in the archives or 91.7 on your radio dial. More about Local Live at WMSC.org slash schedule. Join WMSC this Sunday, June 11th, as we celebrate Riverwest Locust Street Festival of Art and Music, taking place all over the Riverwest neighborhood. Bands, art, fun, all happening right outside your front doorstep. DJs Von Munns and Haven will spin at the Riverwest Public House starting at 1 p.m. For more information, please go to wmsc.org slash calendar. Join WMSE on the patio at Von Traer's on Friday, June 9th from 5 to 7 p.m. We're officially launching our WMSE Smash Hill 2017 and thought hitting the patio with some blues music was the perfect kickoff. Members from our blues drive will be on hand spinning great tunes while you taste our latest version of Smash Ale. For more information, please go to WMSE.org slash calendar. All right, you are tuned in to WMSC, as uh, you just heard in that last little bit there. There's so many things going on this summer, including our Smash Ale release, um, Locust Street Days, you name it, so many things. Uh, you are listening to, to WMSC for the local live program tonight. My name is Aaron, and once again, we are in the studio with Joseph Huber and his band. We're going to turn it back on over to them, live from the Bob and Jeannie Friedman Live Performance Studio. Here is Joseph Huber. On a suffering stage Oh, it's a lonely place It seems this beat up, shut down world And every soul's the main Every seat in the house is a vacant space But she's a whirlwind backstage In your aching brain so in silence rage On the suffering stage On the suffering stage All the leads, they take their place And like a spotlight shines and blinds in and frames your cage Front doors are locked, the whole house is dark, and there's always plenty of space to park and the marquee lights display. Just reads look the other way from the suffering stage. Oh, 
making deals with the clouds Dreaming of the final hour When the thunder proudly bows All whispering things But old ways how they fly Like the earth from a tired eye Born again in a new life of flickering
Shimmering, sinking along Won't know how far flows their rippling rings So the words of a mangrove Washing over every soul Those bones will never know Of the light it brings WMSE Local Music Join WMSE this Sunday, June 11th as we celebrate Riverwest Locust Street Festival of Art and Music taking place all over the Riverwest neighborhood. Bands, art, fun all happening right outside your front doorstep. DJs Bon Munns and Haven will spin at the Riverwest Public House starting at 1pm. For more information please go to wmse.org slash calendar. Want to know what your favorite DJ just played? WMSC playlists are available at WMSC.org. Just visit WMSC.org, hover over the schedule, and click playlists to see the band, song, and album for every song played by WMSC DJs. And if you absolutely must have that song or album, click buy it. WMSC receives a portion of all sales generated by WMSC playlists. I see you shiver with anticipation. On Saturday, June 17th at midnight, WMSC is proud to present the Oriental Theater's The Rocky Horror Picture Show. Taking place the second Saturday of each month, The Rocky Horror Picture Show is a delightful spoof of Hollywood horror movies and old dark house melodramas. Sensual Dreamcast hosts the evening, leading the audience through this very fun and sometimes rowdy interactive experience. So grab your tickets and get ready to dance the time warp with all the rest of the Rocky Horror fanatics. For more information, please go to wmsc.org slash calendar. It's a little bit funny This feeling inside Alrighty, okay. <laughs> guys, <laughs> are you ready to talk about your inspiration, <laughs> musical inspiration? Oh, sure, yeah. All right, so Joe Huber, I have never heard of this artist. Me neither. No, um, and that's a problem. That's a problem. <laughs> yeah, I, like a lot of the songs on this, uh, as we were talking about before on this last album, were kind of... Uh, classic rock artists that everyone knows so it's like oh if we're gonna bring in something to listen to which one of these uh songs that everyone's heard a million times are we gonna listen to like no i you know so uh i, I chose him because uh the song the suffering stage and also the the uh, one of the bonus tracks a little bit like walking away are definitely songs that i felt were influenced by tom tom vandenham is his name um so i picked this song this is one of probably one of the more Maybe accessible songs or something that uh, people be introduced to Tom Vandenhoven with. But uh, why wouldn't guy, he be accessible? Do you think? Why wouldn't he be? Yeah. Um. Well, his voice has got raw grit to it, in a, and uh, he's a. I don't. He, he he's a story songwriter, um, where his songs just kind of 
create these characters and even sometimes not even many verses but just create these beautiful rounded out characters and and uh so i don't know he fits within this very just like raw solo performance folk songwriter okay. type of uh genre that i don't know how do you blow up with that i don't know but uh but he's so amazing at it and i've had the pleasure of playing with him probably uh three or four times and He's actually got a lot of family up in Green Bay, so sometimes you'll actually catch him coming through Wisconsin, uh, either coming to Milwaukee or, or Green Bay. Uh, but I think right now he's in Oakdale, California, so he's across the, you know, across the world right now. Uh, and he doesn't play a whole lot, um, but he's just one of those guys that uh, you know. I, I always, uh, when some young songwriter would come up to me and be like, "What do you?" Uh, what is advice or something about writing songs? And I would always be like, well, don't write a song with someone else's voice in your head. Because it could be by the time you finish it, it's not your song, you can't sing it the way you heard it in your head. It's it's not even you, you know, you're just someone else. And uh, luckily, I got away with actually doing that with um, like a couple of the songs. When I started writing The Suffering Stage, it was like I was thinking, God, if I could just sing this in Tom's voice... I think it would be great. Like, <laughs> but somehow it still worked out where I still like uh, how the song turned out with me singing it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he's just uh, one of those guys I listen to that sometimes his uh, verbiage or, or way of, of talking or singing kind of slips in once in a while here and there. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Very cool. Yeah. Okay. And the song we're going to listen to is called Rock of a Fine Man from the album of the same name. And I'm going to let you say the guy's name again. Tom Vandenhoven. <laughs> Here on WMSE.
That was Tom Van Denavon. <laughs> Wait, say Van that Denavon. again, Joe. Tom Van Denavon. We're going to practice that next time. All Van right. Denavon. <laughs> Excellent. That was Rock of a Fine Man from the album of the same name. Put out in 2012 on Hillgrass Blue Billy Records. So, Joe Huber, thank you so much for the song and uh, for coming in in advance of your uh, performance at Blue Ox. And thank you so much for having us in. Yeah, yeah, sounded yeah. great. You're going to sound great this weekend. I hope so. Outside. <laughs> I hope so. Yep, we're going to have a good time. Yeah. All right. Real cool. So I'm going to let Cal do the the final rolling credits here. Well, we do want to thank everyone out there in Radio Land for tuning in to tonight's edition of Local Live on WMSE. Local Live is a production of WMSE Radio, recorded and broadcast live from the Bob and Jeannie Friedman Live Performance Studio on the downtown campus of the Milwaukee School of Engineering. Local Live is produced by Aaron Wolf and Cal Roach and is engineered by Billy Cicerelli. Hospitality for Local Live artists provided by Cedar Teeth Pizza, who can be found online at cedarteeth.com. Anodyne Coffee, who can be found online at anodynecoffee.com. And by Sprecher Brewing Company, more information at spreckerbrewery.com. For upcoming guests and archives of past Local Live performances, visit wmse.org and tune in again next Tuesday at 6 p.m. For another edition of Local Live with Rocket Cat. They have a new EP out and some shows to talk about, so that'll be a lot of fun. It is currently seven minutes past the hour of seven o'clock. You're listening to 91.7 FM, WMSC Milwaukee, Frontier Radio, a live and listener-supported broadcast of the Milwaukee School of Engineering. It's 66 degrees here in Milwaukee under sunny skies tonight, mostly clear with a low of 53, and Wednesday, sunny with a high of 65 Hopefully you're out there enjoying. Thanks for listening. And if you're at Chill on the Hill, have fun. Be safe. Enjoy. We'll see you guys next week. Stay tuned. Midnight Radio is up next.